For years, I was so fed up with shampoo, I just stopped washing my hair. I quit completely. I was so sick of poofy, frizzy, limp hair, distorting my natural oils. Until a few months ago, I found Modern Mammals, and it changed everything. And by the way, right now you can visit modernmammals.com and use code LSS for 10% off. So check that out. So look, I heard about this through the podcast, and before I agreed to advertise, they sent it to me, and I was reluctant. But let me tell you, I should not have been. This stuff is absolutely magical. My hair felt better, smelled way better, and most importantly, looked better. And I know it will do the same for you as well. It doesn't have those hair-ruining chemicals like other products, and it doesn't leave any leftover residues. It works. Don't believe me? Go read their awesome reviews online as well. Go to ModernMammals.com and use code LSS for 10% off. Again, that's ModernMammals.com for 10% off with promo code LSS. Don't forget to use our promo code LSS so they know we sent you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to yet another episode of the podcast, Lead Singer Syndrome. I am your host, of course, as always, Shane Told. So good to have you for another great episode. I hope you didn't miss last week's episode with Jeremy of A Day to Remember. It was a banger. Thank you for so much great feedback about that one. And we're back today with another awesome episode and a little bit different. In fact, I'm leaving the continent. I'm going across the pond to the great country of Germany to speak with Mario Radetzky of Blackout Problems. Now, I realize a lot of people outside of Europe might not be familiar with this band, but let me tell you, you should be. These guys are awesome. Mario is an amazing singer, so smart, so intelligent, so well-spoken, and the band has incredible ethics as well. Such a treat to have him on the show. So sit back and get ready for another great episode. Before we get into that, as always, I want to remind you, if you want to get in touch with me, it's very easy. You can send me an email, leadsingersyndrome at gmail.com. I read them all. I love hearing all the feedback, positive and especially negative. So let me have it. It's all good. If you want to help out the show, check out the Lead Singer Syndrome All Access Club as well. 
so much bonus content and merchandise and access to an incredible community of other fans of the show and myself. Shout out to all my sinners worldwide. For as little as $6 a month, it gets you in and it's what keeps the lights on around here. So check it out at leadsingersyndrome.com slash all access. While I'm plugging stuff, I want to remind all the listeners up in the great Canadian province of Quebec that my band Silverstein is heading up there to play a real concert. Friday, August 6th, 2021. It's going to be our first one in almost a year since we did a drive-in show. But this is going to be outside. Some safety protocol in effect. I know Danco Jones is playing right before us. The Real Mackenzies are also on the bill. I think Day 2 has Death From Above and Comeback Kid. So it's a great little festival. It's called Rock La Cause. You can find all the information on the internet at rocklacause.com. And I am so excited to get back on a real stage. Anyway, let's get into it. A great conversation with the singer of an awesome band. Here's my talk with Mario of Blackout Problems. How are you? <laughs> I'm good, man. Thanks for coming on. Thank you so much, man. What an honor. <laughs> this is great. No, this is great. I know it's not that late there. Uh, I know it's only 8 p.m., but I'm, I have to say something like, thank you for staying up late for me or whatever. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm growing old and 8 p.m., especially in the lockdown, is like really far for me. You know? <laughs> yeah, I know. I, right? I don't know. What about you? I mean, the lockdown, you, you're not used to being home all the time. I think because you're a road dog with Silverstein and yeah. for me it's like it was so it was so nice to be at home for once in a while I kind of I got used to the routine of going to the studio coming back early having lunch and then uh, having dinner and then like going to bed really early so, <laughs> so yeah <laughs> no I know man I know well well like judging from your lyrics and uh, congrats on the new record, by the way. I've been listening to it a lot. It seems like you're a real party animal, man. Like you're always talking about getting drunk and like partying and up late. <laughs> that's like that's the vibe I get. So really, I was like, I was like, I can't say eight p.m. early for this guy. Like I know how you guys roll in Germany. Like I've been, I've been to Magnet coming out at like. People are going to work and it's like light outside yeah. and you're like drunk as fuck because you drank all those amazing German beers. I know how you guys roll. Yeah, but actually, if that's the vibe that you got, then you're totally wrong about me because <laughs> <laughs> I don't drink alcohol. Uh, to oh, begin with, No, no. <laughs> so I haven't been drunk since I was 15. So <laughs> that's a while ago. And I, I don't think that this record is, is about the time when I was 15. But um, yeah. yeah, so I'm really sorry to disappoint you. And this disappoints no. a lot of people because they actually they think that our band name is probably related to drinking a lot of alcohol. Right. Which is, yeah. it isn't, it, you know, it's just a band name. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Well, dude, uh, regardless, thank you. And, and um, yeah, the new record, Dark, is out now. I've been listening to this a lot. Um, I, I think this is cool because I know you guys are, obviously, you know, you're from Germany and you guys are doing really well over there. Um, you know, you're on Sony, a major label 
over in Germany. However, like I'm across the world. A lot of the people in the chat are across the world as well. They might not be familiar with your band. So I thought this might be a cool little stage for you guys to come on. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really digging the record, man. Thank you so much. This is a big honor. And uh, to be really honest with you, this is not like a small stage or something like that. This is a really big stage for us because you yeah. are talking to so many uh, people that we grew up listening to. And uh, I've been thinking about this a lot lately because it's, it is so weird that I grew up in a really, really small village. Um, I've, I was born in, in Germany, but then I, I moved to Austria um, when I was about 10. And yeah. so my early punk rock years where when I was 13, 14, 15, 16 and we were sitting around in a really small pub in a village that had like 3,500 people over there and we were listening right. to all these US, UK and Canadian bands, you know, um, and we've been listening to bands like uh, Hawthorne Heights, Alexis on Fire um, and stuff like that all the time. And that was so weird because this is, it's such a huge way from 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 Canada, yeah. from, from, from the US to to a small village in Austria and that um, it really changed really changed my life uh, discovering this music and so what's the name of the small village in Austria it's it's called Kusten <laughs> you've probably how do you spell that um, it's K and then it's um, O with an E you know it's like this yeah yeah, yeah and then double S E N okay yeah. Co yeah, got it. Cost uh, in Austria. No, I'm I'm um I'm a bit of a geography nerd, so I like to pull this stuff up and I like to see what we're talking about here. Yeah, it's in Tyrol, which is um 120 kilometers away from Munich, where I live now. Okay. And okay. Um, yeah, Munich is the next bigger city on the German side. So right. So so no, I I am I'm actually kind of familiar with this area because my brother-in-law is from Innsbruck. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's so that's one of the cities where most of the people go um go studying. You know. Yeah, exactly. So here we go. There it is. Where it all started. There you go. So yeah, no, I, I know what you mean. It being kind of incredible that music, you know, could spread, especially I'm not sure how old you are now uh, or, or like what it was like in terms of the Internet. Like, I'm sure you guys had some kind of Internet sharing where you could find stuff. But, you know, I remember you, you were telling me that you were watching like Kung Fu Records DVDs. <laughs> yeah. You know, and like that kind of stuff, which is like kind of crazy that it found its way to your your small little village there. Yeah, especially one band that really, uh, when I first heard them, I was like so blown away. Um, I think that they're, they're called Audio Karate. You probably yeah, you know them. Yeah, yeah, I know Audio Karate. Yeah, I think they're. I think they just got back together, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they put out a record like a year or two years ago. Um, yeah. And that really blew my mind as well. But um, when the first song that I discovered from them was on a Kung Fu Records DVD, and it was called Nintendo 89. Yeah. I love that song because it really, <laughs> uh, you know, if if you com if you'd compare it to the other bands on this on this DVD, they were more punky and, and more, you know, straightforward punk rock. And then you had this audio karate songs, which they they used really interesting chords on the guitar and just a bit like brand new or something, if you if you could compare uh -huh. to them um, to the to the early stuff. But that was really blowing my mind because I thought, wow, that's a way to use the guitar in a really interesting way. Because 
power chords, they kind of get lame after a while, you know. And and if you if you <laughs> can use more chords or more to, uh, more I don't know more notes in a, in a chord, that's that's really interesting to me. And audio karate um, showed that to me very early on. And then I think it's, it was yeah. the, the next the next big mind blowing band was like Alexis on Fire. It's true, man. Like I remember. Um, I forget what I got a guitar here for people listening to this on audio, but um, I, I remember it was No Effects was the band that did that for me, and um, I, oh, I'm in a really weird tuning, but but I remember like figuring out a No Effects song. This is like when I was maybe 13 years old, and you know, like I kind of knew Green Day, you know, <laughs> like it's all power chords, right? Yeah, you know. And then I've heard no effects and they were doing like, you know, chords that went. Oh, yeah. You know, like stuff like that. And I was like, what? What? You can do things in punk rock that aren't, you know, just like the Ramones or or whatever, you know, straightforward stuff. And and that for sure was like a game changer when I realized, you know, all these obviously like people do them all the time, you know, just inverted chords and stuff. But But it's true, man. Like there were a couple bands that I heard, you know, in my formative years that were like, oh shit, this is like game changing, you know? Yeah. It's so good to discover these bands because the first band that really got me onto music was Bon Jovi. My my parents always tell me that the first uh, favorite song I had was Runaway from <laughs> from Bon Jovi when I was like two years old. <laughs> I, I I kind of uh, got to the stereo uh, in the living room and was like, yeah, play this Runaway. And yeah, uh, so discovering punk rock and and all these bands um that use sometimes less sometimes more that's really that's a game changer <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the greatest songs ever it was bleeding but you, you can't can see his blood, blood. <laughs> actually right now i I always I come back to these to these uh, to these songs that I've been listening to a lot and 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 Bon Jovi was actually a band that I've been listening a lot to and um, I've listened to a podcast from Rick Rubin and Kenny Beats where oh, yeah. where Kenny I think it was Kenny Beats or it was Rick uh, Rick Rubin I think it was Kenny Beats he he um, told Rick Rubin that one of his first favorite bands was Kiss. Uh, because he yeah. had no idea what they were singing about, it was just the music that that uh, he got onto, and sex y usually, yeah, sex. Go <laughs> 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 on, yeah. And uh, that's that's uh, maybe that's the thing with with rock music. It it kind of I had no idea what they were singing about. But if right. if I go back to these songs right now, even though I had no idea what they were singing about back then when I was like seven or eight years old, I find myself very very influenced by these bands um nowadays when i look at my lyrics and look at, at the way i play guitar or yeah yeah that's that's right, really no. funny no it's super interesting no and you bring up you bring up audio karate like a band that is not a big band dude like like i've heard of them because i'm deep into that shit and i like heard you know whether it was kung fu or fat records or epitaph or fearless records or you know um uh, any of those you know big punk labels i bought every record they put out so you know i knew all those bands but but like it, it's interesting to hear about someone who just you know very far removed from it you know you weren't able to see any of these 
bands on tour. You know, you didn't really know. You didn't know which bands were like more popular than the others. You know, they were all on the same compilation. Maybe some people would talk about, you know, something like something like No Effects because they were probably coming to Munich, uh, you know, in in the nineties or or whatever. But it, it is interesting though that like everyone's kind of on this the same playing field, which I always think it's interesting. You know, a band like Boy Sets Fire is so popular in Germany. Yeah. And they're really not in the U.S. at all. Yeah. Um, like at all. And uh, people in, in America now are like, oh, yeah, like I love Boy Sets Fire. They never play. And I'm like, dude, go to Germany. They're playing They're playing to like 2,000 people everywhere. Yeah. Minimum. Yeah. That's that's really that's really mind-blowing. Uh, Boy Sets Fire also was, was a band that I discovered on a, on a compilation just like every other band like compilations were a thing <laughs> back in the days you know um we didn't have the internet but we had compilations you know <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> sure. actually sure. We, we had the internet we had the myspace days the glory days of myspace where you could discover like a lot of bands but yeah um i remember going to to record stores and just looking at covers and and looking at what's the artwork like and that's i remember one day when i went went to to a small record store with my grandma um she got me two cds one from strong out and one from thursday that was back in yeah. 2004 i guess or 2000 yeah i think 2004 and i bought the war all the time record which was huge um in america which um yeah i got from from your podcast as well um because i've listened to the episode with jeff love jeff yeah. um guy's the best oh man really inspiring but uh when i heard this record i had no idea what the band war uh, was and i had no idea about you know island records or if that was a big thing or something like that but yeah, it's a big thing. Just <laughs> the way they play guitar, it just that was amazing. The lyrics, that was amazing and and it yeah. really it that that I think the Wall the Time record was a game changer as well for me when I was I think 13 or something like that. Yeah, man, no. It's it's just crazy. These the different influences and everything that come into play, man. Um I want to talk about well, yeah, let's talk more about your upbringing. I I um I read that you know, you, you, yes, you, you, as you said, you're born in Germany, you moved to Austria when you're 10 years old, but no one in your family has any musical background. So how did that happen? How did you end up with a guitar in your hands at, uh, whatever you said, age 11? How did that happen? I think that I got onto music really early on and I think that although my parents didn't have a musical background or something like that they they enjoyed music so we always the, the center of our li living room was always the stereo so uh, they played music for me they played music in the car and I I remember going to the local gig of the cover band when I was like seven years or something like that and I always loved music so um, it really yeah, it it really caught my attention. So I thought, why not? Why why not start playing guitar? So when I was about eight, I went to my parents and was like, "Hey, guys, I need a guitar. I need a guitar." And they they kind of said, "Your hands are too small. You can't really do that right now." <laughs> which right, which right. I know now, which is not really true because there are there are guitars for kids as well. But um, yeah, you know, a guitar is not is expensive, so. I got one when I was 11 and yeah, never stopped playing. And actually, this is my first one. Um, 
Oh, you still have your first guitar. Of course, man. Um, I got rid of mine like an idiot. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. That's like, that looks like, a, is it an actual Fender? No. <laughs> no, it, it, it took like a lot of years um, to get my first Fender. This is a Squire Strat and it was like a beginner set with an amp. I still have the amp as well. And um, yeah, that's that's the one. And look, look at the sticker. <laughs> oh, let me see it. <laughs> so it's yeah, so it's it's a strat because because uh, Richie Zambora always played strats. Of course, man. That's right. See, I know I know my shit. It actually the color of it reminds me a lot of the the Stevie Ray Vaughan uh, signature model. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Of course, yeah. It's got the like white pickup with white pickups and white knobs. Yeah, and, I, I changed the pickup and like everything. Um, that was that was currently that was um, originally white, but I changed it to black one and. Yeah, it's still. Yeah, it, it found its way to um, to one of our songs that is called "Off and On," and I don't know. You probably didn't uh, listen to this one because it, it's it's an old one. But um, yeah, I, I still play this one. Nice, dude. No, well, well, yeah. Let's let's talk about your new record, shall we? So it's out now. It just came out a couple months ago. It's called Dark, and right away, what strikes me about about your music, um, and, and I, I knew some of your old stuff. It's a lot more straightforward in terms of like, you know, you guys kind of sound like you were influenced by Thursday or maybe some influence from Strung Out or some rock bands. The, the new record has a lot of different elements to it, you know, um, electronic elements and almost like some some songs start almost like it could be like an emo rap song. <laughs> but then obviously then you guys put this layer of guitars and you know, pretty raw vocals over it. Um, that that you just you kind of turn the corner on that, but in a hurry. But it's it's really quite an interesting style of music that I don't know if I've heard done quite this way. Thank you. I take that as a compliment. <laughs> no, it's it's hard to def it's a hard style to define. Like I can't I couldn't really say like oh blackout problems from Germany like they sound like this because. It isn't that simple. Yeah, that's. I think that's a good thing for us because obviously we st we started out being influenced by a lot of um, UK bands, by a lot of US bands or Canadian bands. But there comes a time when you really try to define who you are, um, not only as a human being, also as a musician. And you you kind of you you want to find out or you want to represent what's what's around you and i think it doesn't really make sense for us to to sing about the stuff that u.s bands sing about or that um you know it it, it wouldn't really it would feel weird to sing about the california sun or something like that if we, <laughs> if we don't have that because we don't have that we have right. we have germany outside my window so um <laughs> why don't we sing about that and um, for us, it's it's been a big decision to sing in English um, because, yeah, you've mentioned it a, a few times. I'm from Germany, so I'm going to make some mistakes. Um, just um, my grammar is not that good, so I try to keep mistakes out. But yeah, I'm going to do some mistakes talking, but <laughs> we always wanted to sing in English because we wanted to be understood universally so um, or internationally. And... That doesn't mean that we have to sing about stuff that that's not um, from Germany or, or correlated to, to our area. So um, we did that musically yeah. as well. So we tried to find out what what it is that 
that defines us. And we love these different kind of genres and we love these... Um, I love that Germany, for example, is really connected to electronic music. And if you've been to Berlin, you know that, that that's a that's big culture over there. And um, I love that about, about Germany, that we have this, this... We're not known for the best whatever, but we have some of the best electronic music and we are inspired by that we are influenced by that so why not put it into the sound and why not show people where we're from and um yeah so that's the music side of it but we also have yeah. the lyrics and that's that's the same for me i thought why not sing about stuff that really matters to me and why not why i, I don't want to pretend like being someone else or, or singing about stuff that my favorite band sing about i want to sing about stuff that 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 matters to me and yeah that's that's kind of where we come from and i feel like that usually when you when you do that and you do things that are near and dear to your heart a lot of times you it does resonate more with people because they they can you know usually they can smell the bullshit um you know in the, in that case but lyrically like the first song the first song in the record is called murderer and it's pretty intense um and some of the lyrics here uh the lyric that obviously stands out a lot to me is the best politician is a dead one get your shotgun out and you know that is that sounds like something that anti-flag maybe would put in a song not necessarily a band you know that has you know your guys sort of elements of electronic and stuff so i found that that was really interesting but what i really liked is when i listened to you know the you guys did this kind of interesting thing where you have like a, it's like kind of like a double disc where the second disc has the remixes um, and kind of alternate versions of some of the songs and some of the parts. And you guys actually have the same lyric again. The best politician is a dead one. But then you say, I disagree. I think the best politician can be young and strong. Our female one brings the quality along. So you actually managed to take a different take on your own song on the same collection of music which i don't know if that's ever been done before yeah this is something that that's really important to us because you obviously you understand the lyrics and we um we sometimes we play in front of people who are, who not really understand the lyrics because it's 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 in english and if you play in france for example they're not you know they probably don't get the twist um, really clear but um, in the song Murderer we have the third verse where we really get it straight when we say I disagree because I really don't think that um, the best politician is a dead one so um, I wrote the lyrics after a right wing fanatic um, killed a politician in Germany right. who tried to um, he's actually from a political party that I'm not a fan of, but he, um, we have a chancellor, um, Chancellor Merkel, who, um, in 2015, she supported, uh, refugees coming to Germany. And this politician, he, um, he supported her in, in her saying that, that we, sh we should, um, help these refugees. And he was killed for that. Um, by a right-wing fanatic because he didn't really think that that was a good idea. So that happening in 2019 in Germany really it's it it destroyed me. I thought this 
this has nothing to do with with the way things should be. So uh, we wrote this song and the lyrics just came out. Um, it was like a chant or a freestyle. They they just were there and and we recorded it and listened to it back um, on the stereo and we were like, whoa, um, where does this come from? You know, it's it's really it's really hard and 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 rough and and you know, it's aggressive, but um, it it is what it is and and that is what. Um, 2019, 2020 made made me write. So, um, I'm influenced by my by the by my surroundings, by everything that's happening out there, and I'm really pissed off by these by these uh, right wing people who think that that these refugees um, do not deserve the same chance that we have. Last weekend, uh, I went to Bosnia. Um, which is right on the border to the EU. If you're a geography nerd, um, you you probably know that. Uh, so it, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's uh, we went to Bosnia to to um, bring them a few like um, humanitarian assets, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, because we wanted to use our van in a good way <laughs> for once in a while, because it's just in, it's it's just parked wow. in, in Munich all the time. So we thought, yeah, yeah, we haven't played a show in a year or something like that. We played one show last summer, um, but uh, we wanted to do something with the van and we kind of missed the road. So um, yeah, we did that and uh, people are there. There's yeah, Bos- there's Bosnia for people that might not know. See, a lot of people over on this side of the pond, you know, they still, um, you know, it used to be like Yugoslavia, right? Yeah. Like all these countries, Serbia, Croatia, and, and Bosnia, this is all like the same. So when they split up, a lot of people got confused um, <laughs> where stuff was. Yeah. But there you go. So there you can see um, there's Munich. Uh, what, what part of Germany do you live in now? I'm in Munich. You're in Munich, yeah. So yeah, there's there's Munich and, and his um his village was around here where you here he grew. It. So you guys you guys drove all the way down yeah. here. Yeah, and um, how far is that? Uh, it's it's not that far, and that's 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 crazy because it's just an, something like an eight hour drive, or let's say with all the borders in between, you kind of need twelve hours or something like that because we we had to okay. wait like four hours on the Bosnian border. Um, pay some money and then to get in and that was really weird um but yeah uh right there at the border there's there's a town called bihach and there are a lot of stranded refugees on the way into the european union and it's just it destroys your heart if you see that and really having people in germany on the streets like nearly there was a time when they went on the streets like every week, every Monday uh, to demonstrate and to, to like, I don't know, wave the German flag and and do stuff like that and and say that they um, don't want to let in more people and and stuff like that. And that is, that is a thing in the European Union. You know, we have a lot of these right wing people um, that are nationalists um, that don't want to help these people and they need the help. If you see that, and you still wave the flag and say leave and and um you know that's you don't have a heart and so i just want to make that clear yeah. uh where the song comes from and uh, we end we end For the sure. song um with the line respect and love to everybody um which it seems a bit straightforward and a bit easy but it really isn't so um yeah that's the song <laughs> 
Well, well, you know, just if you were just to put that on, and like I played this, I played this song right at the beginning of um of our uh, our conversation while we were getting ready, and it's 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 so aggressive at the beginning, you know, because you, you know your vocals, and I'd like to talk about the style you're singing too. I mean, you are belting it out, man. You are like you're singing it hard, and you know, saying best politician is dead one, get your shotgun out. Then all of a sudden, you're you're you know R E S P E C T. Um, it can be a bit of like, wait a second. Like if you kind of zoned out in the middle, you'd be like, wait, what, what is, what happened to this song? Right. Um, but when you explain it, it makes sense. But from a surface level, obviously, yeah, it can be a bit confusing. Yeah, we, we first played this song in, I think it was Nottingham or something like that, uh, when we were on a UK tour and, um, we, the song wasn't out and we just, thought hey let's play it tonight let's let's try it and the people in the uk you know they understand every word you sing and which is not the case everywhere in the eu uh, or in europe or i don't know um but it that was really weird because in the beginning some of the people were like oh yeah the best politician is that one yeah and and then we twisted at the end and they're like oh all right that's fine with me as well so you kind of you, you catch them with like a catchphrase and then get them thinking and that's 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 really interesting it's a really interesting song and it's it's kind of hard but yeah thanks for playing it anyway <laughs> oh yeah no i i i love the whole record and i i encourage everybody to check it out um going back talking about boy says fire a little bit um i know you did a collaboration with him uh back in the day yeah and that's cool you know, it made me think about how, I guess we touched on this before, but, you know, a lot of times with Germany, you'll have massive rock festivals, like some of the biggest in the world, like Rock Am Ring, Rock and Park, and those kinds, and you'll see the headliners, and it'll be, you know, bands everyone in the, in the chat would know, like Metallica and Rage Against the Machine, but then, you know, then there'll be random German bands, like sometimes headlining entire days. Yeah. <laughs> Like, you know, Beat Stakes or D. Totenhausen or uh, Heaven Shall Burn or, you know, these bands that essentially they really never go outside of Germany. I mean, they might try, they might do some stuff, but they never really come out. Like, the only band I can think of is like maybe Ramstein. You know, um, there's probably a couple other ones too. But what what are your aspirations for this? Like, Obviously, you guys are singing in English. You guys are playing in the UK. You know, you're 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 trying. At the same time, we're in the middle of a pandemic here, so that's difficult to get your music over there. But but what what's your approach here? I think it's love for the music. Um, that's all it is. And we love to travel. We love to like find out what 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 is you know what is beyond the German border and. It's it's really hard mm-hmm. for a German band to get out. I um, I completely agree. I think. Am I the first German on your podcast? Uh you can't be. <laughs> you can't be. Are you? I don't know. I I haven't listened to every episode, but um, yeah. But that's 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 the thing, you know. It's really hard for us to to kind of get out because. Um, the UK has so many good bands, so why do they need a German band? So the US has so many great bands in Canada as well. Why do they need a German band? But maybe that's the thing because we're like we're different, and 
right why not so let's try it out and that's that's a really big goal for us to do um a tour throughout north america which is pretty hard at the moment but if you consider that yeah. the us are faster with the vaccine than in germany it yeah, might be a chance yeah. for us to go ask there you about that but yeah, yeah. It, it, it would be it would be kind of wild um, yeah, and I, I was going to ask you, it's funny, right before we talked, I uh, was just in my car and they had someone from the UK. Uh, I'm not really sure. I was, I, I, I like to just do this thing where I just put my radio on scan and I'll just get what I get. And I don't know where I, I was picking up a radio station from Boston somehow. I like don't know how that's even possible, but they were, um, there was an English guy on there talking about how, you know, in the EU, uh, you guys are way behind because AstraZeneca has like fucked you yeah. and only given 25% of the order uh, to the EU where they've given 100% of the order to the US and it's really crippled you guys uh, for um, for the vaccines right now and the numbers are, are quite bad. Yeah, and a few people died because of AstraZeneca so they stopped um, stopped using the vaccine yeah. for a while and now they, they use it again but yeah, it's really, I think there are only... Three percent, three percent of the German population that um, has the vaccine right now. So it's it's really uh, it's a long way to go. Yeah, no, it it is, and like that's the that's the fear, man. Is is like, yeah. Not only will it cost lives, but when you talk about our industry and what we're trying to do, and I can't wait to get back over to to Europe and you know be back with all you fine people so yeah it really sucks yeah i've listened to one of your episodes where you like uh where you cherish cologne as one of the the main cities for music <laughs> which is really good it because, is man. yeah i love playing cologne you know there are a lot of great cities to play in germany because germany in general it's really nice to play you know and uh but cologne is really crazy every time every time we're playing cologne it's like there's something in the water yeah, no, for sure. I, I think I saw you guys were playing. I think I saw something come up about you guys playing a live music hall there. Uh, I assume you've played there before? Uh, no. Um, actually, this is the first time and I'm really blown away that we play there. <laughs> I, I, I can't really believe it at the moment because it everything's so far away, you know. It feels every time we we have a break from touring once in a while and I go to a show I'm looking at the band and I'm thinking like wow how can they do that like go on stage and do such a show and then um, you know y you gotta be brave to do that and and I get nervous thinking about that we have to do this again but then we go on tour every once in a while and, and do this and find a routine where we can do this but right, right. now the routine is so far away so we, we just got an offer to do a little TV show next week where we have to play three songs and everyone's like, oh man, we got to practice. We got to practice on Friday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you know how it what is. It, what is the, can you talk about what the TV show is? Uh, what, um, what do you have to do exactly? Is it live? No, it's not live and it's, it's nothing too fancy. It's just a, it's, it's a Bavarian, um, TV show and they try to support, uh, local clubs and, um, they, they take bands to different clubs and and support the scene, which is a really good thing because the music scene is it's really bad for them at the moment. So um, yeah, yeah, it's 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 a hard struggle. <laughs> yeah, no man, absolutely. Another thing that you've done is started your own label, 
And I I noticed that when you have, you know, because you guys like Christian from Sony uh, literally hooked us up here, you know, Sony. But then I see it's it's Sony uh, slash, you know, your label, Munich Warehouse, which you have, you have a web store and everything else. How did that come to be? And that's kind of cool to see your name alongside Sony, right? Like, it's that really weird. Kind of surreal. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it is weird. It is weird <laughs> because when you when we started the podcast, you were like, yeah, you 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 do this stuff in Germany, and you're at the major label, and I'm like, wait, wait, um, yeah, we are, but it it doesn't feel like it because when we started out, you know, in I guess it was in 2014, we were thinking about we probably need to get signed or like get this going. And um, we went to a lot of A&R meetings with with A&R mm-hmm. guys. And um, because the band was going pretty well, we had a lot of live shows and, and you know, it, it everything went its way, but uh, we didn't have a label. So we thought it might be a good idea to get signed. The guys told us you you cannot get signed with this music in Germany right now if you don't sing in German. So, um, really, yeah, um, because especially from 2012 to 2014 or uh, 15 or 16, there was a big hype on German singing bands. So a lot of bands that started out started singing in German or they switched their language, and we were like. You know, let's not do that because it won't give us a chance to 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 play shows outside of Germany and we really want to see the world by making music. So let's sing in English and let's go out there, um, which kind of answers your last question as well um, because it's, yeah. it's a big aspiration for us to, to play outside of Germany or, or to play everywhere. Um, so... We decided on on singing in English, not getting signed, and um, it was like uh, the only chance we had was doing our own label. So doing a DIY and being inspired by punk rock bands, by hardcore bands that do a DIY. We thought, why not? Why we don't have another chance? So we started selling our CDs from um, just from our practice room, setting up. A ticktail shop, um, like or a, um, a, what's it? What's the other big one? It's like big cartel shop and do stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And then we started the label. We started a publishing um, um, company as well. So that it all came about by needing it because we had no other chances. We had no offers. We had no no one wanted to work with us and. I think it was in 2019 when the Sony guys came up. They they were like, you know what, you've the way you do it. Um, let's let's just continue doing it this way. We just want to hop on the wagon and and help you like get anywhere faster. So um, yeah, we work with them now, and it's 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 pretty nice because we still have all we we can choose whatever we want to do, and um, we have. Um, I mean, they don't, they don't tell us what to do, what to wear, what to sing about, what, what to sound like. They, they, they really, they really understand that we, um, do what we do and then 
they may like it or they may like don't not like it so it's yeah <laughs> it's uh yeah it's it's not the way you know your the, the, the typical major label deal is you know in back in the days if you were assigned to a major sure. label it was like oh wow your whole life will change but i mean look around um Nothing changed for me. <laughs> you know, I si- well, I still I got put the, the cheapest MIDI. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, that's funny. No, I I um I just sold my MIDI keyboard because I was never using it. I was just put in the I just put in the MIDI note and I just moved them around <laughs> and copy and paste them everywhere. I, like, I don't even I can't play piano. Why am I even bothering trying to have a MIDI keyboard taking up space? Okay, I just needed but, something. Um, you know, something in the in the picture because it looks good. And I mean, look at your background, dude. That's I don't have that many guitars, man. <laughs> yeah, I have I have stoop. I have I have so many. I can't even put them all on the wall. I just have a oh wow my shitty ones down here and yeah, I don't know. I'm I think it's to comp overcompensate uh for my for my pretty average guitar playing skills. <laughs> now I fucked up my camera. Um but but no, um uh for people to check out Munich Warehouse, there's the link there at the bottom. Um especially if you're over sees uh, and you want to get some nice swag i'm sure you can get it from the u.s might cost a little bit in shipping but they could send it to you yeah we sometimes get offers from the u.s and i'm always i'm i'm really really thankful for each and everyone ordering from the u.s because um shipping costs are not that um no not that cheap but um they do it no. and yeah i really really appreciate it yeah i know it's it's uh it's it's super cool yeah no somebody said here about uh or was a question? Yeah, like this is this is really funny to me. You know, Taylor V in the chat saying, "Do the German bands that only sing in Engl- in German get exposure though at all?" And they do in Germany, <laughs> right? Or Austria, or maybe Switzerland, and and then that's kind of it. Um, but it's it, it is interesting to to hear about someone being like turned off because the because a band is singing in English, even though the main headliners at the big festivals still all sing in English in, in the rock world. It is kind of a weird sort of like thing that if you're German, you want your favorite German band to sing in German. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. Um, and, but I think it somehow has to do with, you know, you understand German really well if you're from Germany, so you, you can sing along really fast. And, and I think, one of the last bands that really, really um, went big with singing in English but being German was the was the Beastakes, and you just yeah. uh, mentioned them. They just an amazing band. Um, but the last band that that really explained the whole situation pretty well was the Donuts. They went on tour with Flogging Molly, I guess, in in America, and they. They said something like, you know, if we look at these Floggy Molly shows in the US, each and every one in the audience is singing along. And we don't have that in Germany if we don't sing in German. So let's start singing in German. So they switched their language, um, which I can understand. And it worked pretty well for them. So, um, yeah. 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 I know. I've heard, I've heard of that too. And then, but then there's other bands like one of my favorites. Uh, German bands growing up was was uh, Wizzo. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, for for people that th- that don't know, W I Z O Wizzo, and 
they sing almost entirely in German. They have a couple English songs. But I always loved the band and I, I I didn't really know I didn't know what they were singing about, but I didn't care. They had this this attitude and this energy that I that I really liked. They were, and they I, were in I, Fat I love, Rec, right? I, they yeah, that's how I found out about them from the early Fat Records compilations. And then I ended up buying all their records. I, I had them I have um I have relatives in France and they were able to get them for me, the the European releases and they mailed them over to me so i have all the european versions of the early wizzo records nice i discovered them as well from a fat rack uh, from fat music for fat people i guess some volume eight or something like that um that, yeah. that's the first time i heard wizzo as well <laughs> that's funny that's funny but but they were they're pretty popular in germany too right i mean not not as big as d totenhausen or anything but like pardon my accent but but they're but they're Aren't they fairly popular or were? Um, I guess they were, but nothing's as popular as the Totenhosen, um, except yeah. uh, Rammstein. Um, they, right. Rammstein is massive, but um, other than that, the Totenhosen are probably the biggest band in Germany. And yeah, yeah. you see them headlining no, it, Rock am Ring all the time, uh, like every two years or something like that. And, and yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, I know. I, I, I think it's I think it's so cool. The other band though, and they're not German, but they've made a huge splash in the US is uh Volbeat. You know, they're uh from Denmark, but they're a band that's just all of a sudden like, I don't know, they're just massive in, in the US, like they're on every radio station. They were like they climbing the charts. And you know, when I see that happen, I think to myself, Well, they're, they're a European band, like you can even kind of hear his accent when he's singing, like that's not doesn't seem to be stopping them. Why why couldn't it happen with someone like Blackout Problems, you know? Yeah, why not? I mean, there's there's one band that um I thought of it's uh they're called Milky Chance. Do you know them? I do know that name. I don't yeah, I do know that name. It's yeah. it's they they are huge in the US as well and but yeah, he's really he he has he doesn't have an accent, I guess. So um Right. People probably don't know that they're from Germany. But um, they had a, um, a small TV uh, TV appearance in Germany um, where they were uh, in New York and they they were recognized in the Central Park, which is really weird because it's a band from Germany. They get recognized walking along yeah. in, in the in Central Park, and <laughs> and you know that's 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 a big goal for for a lot of German bands. They did it, so they proved that it's it's possible. And yeah, it it all comes to the question why should we like why should we hide our accent or why should we try to sound different or sing about different stuff because you got that you don't need that in a in a pretty bad copy from germany so let's let's try to do something else and let's try to sound the way we sound like and um, probably we maybe get the chance to play the us at one point or canada or wherever just to um, to try it and to, to see what's going on there because uh, yeah it's really it's really interesting to to play other countries than than the country you know um, and yeah I mean the first time we for example we played in Russia that was that was really crazy yeah. as well because it's something they have a totally different routine there they have a totally different world there I, uh, not not totally different but it's different from from our um um from us but yeah and it 
it blew my mind to play there because people were so energetic and it was it it, it oh, gave yeah. me so much you know but i don't have to, t to tell you, you you probably know that but um yeah it's they're crazy there what's it like for yeah. you playing in germany yeah. compared to playing in canada uh well i find that you know german audiences they they i think they're a little more knowledgeable and they maybe listen a little bit more than the average american audience like they tend to know the deep cuts they tend to know that like the song you know the songs you don't play all the time they get excited for that and they seem to kind of like focus on every little nuance and every little word and you know you talk about the language barrier that may exist between english and and german germans you know i never find it there and i used to like be on stage and i would speak maybe a little bit more slowly or i would use different wording because i would be like worried people wouldn't understand what i was saying but that never happens like people they're always just with me and and maybe that's gotten better over the years too because i feel like the first time we went to germany in 2005 it was a lot harder just to speak to someone on the street than it is now uh, for whatever reason. But um, yeah, and and this is the one thing that I, wa I do want to bring up is um, we call it the review. Are you familiar with the review, Mario? No. <laughs> okay. Now, this is especially true in Munich because I find in Munich, people like to drink uh, and people are a little more rowdy, I find. But this is what happens in Germany all the time. You'll get off stage and someone will come up to you and they'll say, Shane, great show, great show. Last time, much better. Um, your show tonight, pretty good, pretty good. Um, last time, yeah, last time you sing better and this time you got fat. What happened? You you eat too much? What? You got fat. This This, this is the kind of stuff. That's like, oh, uh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. Great show. I don't like the new record. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and Tanya, I know Tanya very well. She says, we're just honest people. Well, yeah, there, there's a way to be honest and a way to have a little bit of, you know, not be insulting. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> but no, sometimes the some of the, them are so funny though. Like someone one time was like, last time you play 16 songs, this time only 15. Yeah. Why is this? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we want to get our money worth, yeah. you know. <laughs> I paid for 16 yeah, songs. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I know. You like is it cuz you got fat, <laughs> you can't play more, you uh can't keep up? It's, yeah, this is the, we call it the review, uh, which we are subject to fairly, fairly oh, often. Perfect. Yes. I'm going to remember that. So you, so you know, you know about it too. You know about it too. Yeah. Um, you know, the last time I saw Silverstein playing, I saw you playing at the backstage um, in Munich. Uh, I remember that yeah. show because I was working at the bar. <laughs> yeah. Oh, cool. Okay. Um, yeah. I was working at the bar and I, I, I only remember one thing. Um, 
besides the songs because if you if you're familiar with the location you know that it's like a swimming pool and the bars up at the end of the club and I was watching the show because I, I was a terrible bartender, to be honest. Every time a band played that I loved, <laughs> I was just watching the band. Uh, so I remember yeah. one time when, when there was like, a, there were always tours with great bands. I mean, I've seen a lot of shitty bands in, in my bartending um, time. I did that I for bet. six years. So sure. I, I, I've seen a lot of bad bands, but uh, I've seen a lot of good bands as well. And every time that happened, um, I was the worst bartender. I even closed down a bar to see a band <laughs> sometimes every once in a while. So um, yeah, I think the club wasn't too um, too sad to let me go. But um, I remember from the Silverstein um, <laughs> tour, and I have no idea if that's, if that's true, but you probably can answer me that. Um, I remember... From from the back of the of the bar, seeing that you had an amazing and very very high um, drum riser. Oh, I don't okay. know if that's true, but I had Maybe. the feeling that your remember. drummer was like in the middle of the roof playing, and he had like a very very um, <laughs> big snare drum. That that that's my um, that's what I remember. So um, yeah, you know what I think? I think you might be right because. I think we were trying. Yeah, I think that the um, this wasn't something we tried to do, like to be cool. I think that the gear showed up in the bus on the first day, <laughs> and they just gave us the tall ass drum riser, and we were like, "Well, I guess this is the one we have to use," you know. Um, I think that that's what happened. <laughs> so, but I'm glad you thought it was cool. And I don't know, but I can't comment on the snare drum. I think it was probably just yeah, a normal. I, uh, I have no idea why I remember that, but it's, it's, you know, sometimes you have these things in your head and, and it might not be true, but, uh, I had the feeling that you had like the biggest riser on the drums that I've ever seen, uh, at a band, um, yeah. playing this, this venue. And it must have been in 2015, I guess, or something. I think I've stopped working there in oh, 2016 okay. or something like that. Yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah, wow. Well, no, we've played there fuck, yeah. so many times like that. The Munich backstage is legendary, man. I've had some, I've had some good times in that place. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> it's it's so, a really nice place. Yeah, to play, absolutely, yeah. man. It's it's great. Um, I uh, I want to open up the chat for any questions you may have for Mario before um before we let him go. But um, I did want to ask you about your accent, and you know, I, and I'm asking you this because, well, I'm Canadian, so I'm not American either. You know, I don't think there are people from New York singing in the song and the producer will stop the recording and go, hey, can you say that again? Like you sound too American or you sound too like you're from New York. But it happens even to me where the producer will be like, yeah, don't say don't say sorry like that because you, you literally sound Canadian. Um, and I noticed like, you know, one of your top songs on Spotify is it's a great song. It's called Rome. Um, but it's a, it's a couple years old and comparing your vocals on that, I can hear your accent quite a bit on Rome. I don't really hear your accent on the new album as much. Is that something that you were conscious of or it just kind of happened? I actually try to work on it. Um, and I remember recording the vocals for Rome myself. So I had no one to judge me. And I had no producer there because I, I love to do some stuff on my own and I love producing as well, but um, that's a whole nother topic. And there were some people telling me that your accent is, you, you can hear the accent, so 
maybe there's something you can do about that. Um, so our engineer, his mother is a native speaker. Uh, she's from India. So he knows English pretty well. And he, every now and then he tells me like, yeah, you know what? Like loosen up a bit, loosen up a bit. Um, and like you, you can do it better. And then I, I try again. But um, he kind of he kind of really analyzed me and he looked at my mistakes and and told me what what's wrong and i worked on that but it's sometimes that when we start recording and we do the first song he's probably like yeah you know listen to this word you you didn't really get it right let's try it again and i kind of get into this you know this um this mode where i can sing better or get the accent like hide the accent maybe a little bit but right at the end of the day i'm german so yeah <laughs> it's it's all i can do i've always wanted to spend some time abroad when i was in school or when i i started studying i studied english for some time but i sh i shouldn't mention that here uh, but your english is very good oh thank you so much yeah, i mean <laughs> you, you haven't made any any mistakes you i've probably made more mistakes than you have so <laughs> And I only know one stupid language, so you're too nice. I, you're, I, too you, nice you're doing man. great, man. Thank you. Um, but yeah, I've I've always wanted to spend some time abroad, but the band was always there, so I had no chance to do that. And right now, when if mm -hmm. I look at the last year, I, I probably could have done that because we haven't played any shows. But at the same time, I mean, it's COVID. I it wouldn't make sense for me to go, I don't know, to London or something like that to practice my accent if I have to sit at home all the time and try not to talk to anybody so yeah I, I yeah well don't don't stay in london too long you'll start sounding like a oasis or something like that and no nobody wants that. <laughs> so. you're not an oasis guy <laughs> i i i actually i actually have no problem with oasis like what's the story morning glory is a great record i have list, probably listened to the entire record in the last six months so i i guess i kind of am an oasis guy i think i just said oasis because uh, I heard I was at the mall earlier today and I heard Wonderwall and I was like I, I was I was literally in a mall bathroom and I was taking a piss and listening to Wonderwall thinking where did I go wrong in my life and uh, I couldn't believe I hadn't heard that song like in a while and I the vocals are so loud in that mix and I was like this has got to be just the like the speaker in the bathroom or whatever so I got in my car I was like I want to hear this. Is this like vocal really that loud? Have you noticed how long, how loud that vocal is in that song? It is unbelievable that someone mixing that was like, yep, that's where, that's where we should put the fader on that one. It's, it's so loud. Probably that's the recipe, but that was probably Liam, right? Probably yeah. Liam turning up the volume of the vocals <laughs> when Noel just went outside. And yeah. Turning the guitar down. Yeah. Guitar down vocals up. <laughs> Probably. Have you watched the Supersonic yeah. um, documentary? I have not. Do, no. do that. It's it's so amazing. It's I so amazing. You know, I I never was big Oasis guy, um, but I love the way they talk to each other, talk to you know, um, talk to the press and do like that. They they such they're such an assholes, and I just I couldn't yeah. do that. I I'm just if you if you like interview <laughs> me, I'm like. I, I could never talk to you like Liam talks to, to some guys. But uh, yeah, it's it's really worth watching Supersonic. And after that, maybe um, the Liam Gallagher documentary, which is 
you know, it's it's just the best story, these two brothers. I know. Well, one of my favorite things, I, I saw like, um, it, this was a, a viral video or something that came up, was um, was this. And this is Noel Gallagher. This is a lady playing the scissors. This was on stage. She is playing the scissors like like this. <laughs> I, I happen to have I happen I to have Gallagher yes. show or so literally like. <laughs> oh man! Actually, does actually sounds pretty good. Yeah, but that's a great hi hat. Yeah, that's a good hi hat. Okay, maybe I uh, I won't quit my day job. We gotta keep looking out. Yeah, pro we probably see uh, Travis Barker doing that. <laughs> well, soon. that well that well Noel Noel started it first, but no man, it's um <laughs> super funny, dude. Uh, any let's see if anybody had any questions. I didn't I didn't see this. Um, Melissa Mu Maximus loves hearing accents. She loves it. So um, there you go. And keep <laughs> listening to our songs. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, Slater's trying to start a band. Do we have any tips? <laughs> Other than be prepared. It go it's going to take some time to, I don't know, just do just it. Do Man, it. start a band right now. You need three chords. Just do it. And it's, I think that it's, it's the best thing in the world to start a band because you just need great dudes or, or girls to start it with. You know, you need great friends and then go for it, man, because I will never regret starting a band. I think even though we might not be where we want to be or, you, we, you know, we have bad days, we have good days. But at the end of the day, these three guys that I play in a band with, plus yeah. the crew that is, you know surrounding the band they are the best people in the world to me and they are like family and especially for me it, it's been really it's been really important for me to to have a base and growing up a bit in germany and a bit in austria and then moving back to germany i, I never really had this space some some families are really rooted in one place and they they if they go back there on on christmas they're like you know i'm at home i never have an idea where right. should I go at Christmas you know I probably go there go here or I don't know so I think the band and the crew they they are my base so um, start a band with the best friends not with the best musicians I love it that's a beautiful thing man uh, okay a couple questions coming in uh, Real B. Smith asks what are your favorite German bands spread the love you want to start I, I already named Beatsteaks and Weezo and uh, I don't know um, what's that other one uh, In Extremo. <laughs> really? Are they German? Yeah, they're German. They're German. No, they're I, German. Yeah. I, I no, I I I'm not a fan. I, I'm not not I'm not not that I'm not a fan. I've never listened to the band. We, I've just seen them at festivals, and I don't know what the hell is going on. There's like. 10 people on stage, they're old as hell, everyone looks like a Viking. Yeah, yeah, they're like Vikings with flutes and, and doing stuff like that, yeah. Yeah, I don't really know that band, so I'm gonna tell you one band that you, you've you never heard of them, but maybe you're really gonna enjoy listening to their records. Um, they're called Heiskalt, which is like hot and cold. And okay. They, they sing in German. But, How do you spell this? Um, I, I give it to you in the chat here. Okay. Um, 
for all the guys and girls listening, we have our own little private chat. Oh, oh, you're private chatting. Ooh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, that, you see that, that is, I don't yeah. know how you would say that in um, in English. Heist cult. Yeah. We'd probably say heist cult. Yeah. That's that's but yeah that's about right yeah, uh, that's a great band from from Germany. Uh, you know, Smile and Burn. I don't know. Yeah, they they are great. They just switch languages, sellouts, um, but they used to sing in English, and it's great band. Um, Trust a few, perfect band. Okay. Um, Oh man, there's so many bands here, but actually you've mentioned the Beatstakes and they are one of my favorite bands here and yeah. Wow, the the chat has thrown up a bunch. There was this one band we played with one time. I think it was in Austria we played, we played with them. And they were called something it was something like um like Fauna Sana Fish Fillet. Yeah. <laughs> was the name was that is that is that right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, and and I, I remember like they were super weird because they were kind of like a ska band, like they had horns and stuff, but then they were sort of playing new metal sometimes. And I thought this band was really interesting. And then every time I would ask a German person about this band, I'd be like, well, do you know this band? Um, Fauna Sana Fish Filet? And they'd go, ah, and they would laugh. And I go, it was, what does the name mean? Like I know fish fillet, but what is? And no one's ever been able to explain it to me. They just go, "Oh no!" Like you know, like um, uh, fauna sauna fish fillet. It's funny. It's funny. Yeah, like, I don't. What does that mean? I actually have no idea, but I have a theory because they're from from the north of Germany, and they probably you know they they eat that. Um, it's it's officially <laughs> okay. you know um. Probably, but I have no idea. Um, and to be honest, uh, yeah, but the band is huge in Germany, especially in the last couple of years. They, yeah. they really blew up. They play, um, I don't know if you probably know in Munich, uh, Tonhalle. It's like uh, 2,500 capacity or something like that. That's, I mean, they sell it out. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's... Um that's crazy. Well, here's here's a question from a German uh, person. So this is kind of interesting. I'd, I'd like to hear your take. Mario, do you feel more connected to bands that sing in English or in German? Yourself? I, um, actually, um, I, I don't know. I feel connected to bands that sing, that are authentic. And it doesn't really matter if they sing in English, in German, or if they don't sing at all, because some of my hmm. favorite um, music is also without um, vocals you know if if i um, look at bands like mode selector from germany um they they are amazing and they don't sing so um yeah it doesn't really it, it doesn't always need vocals but um what yeah. an answer mario killing it with the answers. oh thank you so much Shane. <laughs> have you ever and and Ilaria wants to ask if you've ever played in italy we have i bet you have the last time we were supposed to play in Italy, we were supposed to play in Milano, which I was so looking forward to. And then we were stopped in Switzerland because our our van was overweight. And uh. yeah, they, they pulled us out and uh, we had to pay something like 2,000 euros and just, you know, missed the show, had to go back to Germany. Uh, that sucked. Damn. Uh, yeah, we had to cancel the show. It was a support show for a Swedish band and... Oh man, um, I don't want to do this again. So, um, yeah, we've played in Italy in a in a really nice club with a band from Finland, 
and I think it was close to Milano, but we really need to work a lot on Italy and and play some cities there because we one of our I think the song with the most um, uh, plays on Spotify is Rome, and I've never been to Rome, so I really want to do that, and we hope to play there someday. Yeah, no, it's, it, well, where you grew up um, in in Austria is actually pretty close to Italy too. Totally, there's yeah. um, there's even some Italian uh, people that speak German, right? It's uh, it, we're on that border there. Yeah, it's, so it's kind of interesting. It's the area South Tyrol, which which is yeah, there, there's. They are German speaking, but um, it belongs to Italy, and it's yeah, it's um, it's really interesting. But what I love most about Italy, of course, is the food and the coffee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hell yeah, brother, uh, absolutely. Well, uh, Mario, thank you so much uh, for doing this, man. Hanging out with me, uh, taking your time, and I know you got a probably bedtime, quarantine bedtime now. Yeah, it's it's so, half past um, nine. <laughs> So what else to tell the people? Obviously, your record, Dark, is out now. Uh, it's a great album. I really want everyone to check it out. I'm going to play a tune. I'm going to take a little break after after you head out, and uh, I'm going to stick around, everybody. I'll be, I'll be around to answer questions and ch- talk to the chat after we let Mario go, but I will play a tune for everybody to hear um, while we take a little break. So what else to tell the people, Mario? Anything? I don't know. I'm really, really happy you took the time to talk to me. Um, you took the time to listen to our record. It's a big honor. And I really, really hope to see you soon if the whole pandemic thing is over. And I don't know, people watch out for each other because it's really important these days to not lose our minds over the whole situations. We will see each and every one of you hopefully again at a show really yep. sweaty and really, you know, like, I don't know. I. I don't want to imagine the circle pits. It's going to be wild. We 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 te- we know we load up with energy right now, and then once this whole thing is over, let it explode. And we hope to see you guys, Silverstein, yes. in in Germany as well again. Yeah, maybe w- w- we should play together at some point. Hopefully at a festival yeah. or something like that. That would be rad. And no, let's go, man. I'd love to do it. And and yeah, stoked stoked to see you, man, down in uh, down in Bavaria. It's, it's going to be a good time. I, I just hope it doesn't take too long. Hopefully. And uh, there's one thing that I'm going to drop here because I haven't dropped it um, anywhere else. Uh, we are going to put out another song with Nathan Gray uh, of Boys That's Fire in May. Um, nice. I don't know the date yet, but he wrote a song, sent it over to us. We recorded the song in our practice, in our rehearsal space, added a little Hard and uh, we just shot a video for it so it's going to be out in May I guess and I think it's his project of working together with other um, bands he's released one song with um, Frank Turner and one with yeah. um, Red City Radio I guess and yeah we're the next one uh, in May so keep your eyes open for that one that's so sweet. No, that's that's a really interesting way to collaborate, you know, because the, the one you did with him, whenever it was, a few years back, right? Yeah. 2016. Um, you know, that was like kind of the classic way where you guys write a song and he does the, the vocal part and sends it back, you know, without writing it. This is like really weird. He's writing it. You guys are 
like almost like the backing band. Yeah, it's it's the the story of the first one. Um, I don't want to take too much of your time, but if if you have that, I, I want to tell we you. We got a because, minute. Um, we got a minute. Uh, we we sent him the song um, "Boys Without a Home," and we actually uh, when he played in Munich, we set up a little um, recording booth at the venue. Uh, oh wow! And he came by, and he was like, "You know what, guys? I don't have the time now to do it. So sorry." <laughs> and we're like, "Okay, <laughs> yeah, bummer, but." All right, yeah, let's let's try it again. So when he played in Stuttgart, we were um, close by in a town called Pforzheim, um, recording our next record. So, or recording something, I don't know. Um, but he came by and he did the guest vocals on on Boys Without a Home. Had a sausage with us somewhere in in the middle of this town where like this this uh, German orchestra was playing um weird sounds okay okay and uh, he did he did the song and it was really you know it was like it was crazy for us to have him come to the studio and and that that was a great great uh crazy thing but now to have him send a song over of his songs and like he's he's like you know dudes do whatever you want with, with it like try to um, um try to like recorded in your way that was really nice and that was a great challenge and it was the first song that we did after um finishing recording dark we we finished recording dark and the next week we we did this this song which is called monsters and yeah it's it was wow. a lot of fun to do that so that's I'm, super cool it, and it's it's a great way to collaborate as well so let's just keep sending stuff back and forth um and see what comes out you know well, hey, uh, send me some stuff. I'll send you some stuff. Let's go, Mario. Why not? I did. All right. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, uh, thanks so much, man. I'll let you go. And um, thanks again for doing this. It means a lot. Thank you so much. Best of luck. See you soon. Take care, man. Take care. So there it is with Mario. What a great guy. I absolutely loved talking to him. And let me tell you, if Blackout Problems is a band you're just hearing about for the first time, you are going to want to get into them. And I'm going to play you a ripping tune in just a minute or two. But don't sleep on the rest of their material as well. They have a new record. It just came out in January of this year. It's awesome. And the band, they just do it right. They just do it right. A reminder, I forgot in the intro. I want to make sure you all know we are doing live podcasts on Twitch just about every Tuesday. This Tuesday at 3 p.m., Andrew Wells, you know him from Dance Gavin Dance, you know him from Idola. He will be on the program live on Twitch, so make sure you follow, okay? Twitch.tv slash Shane Told. It is completely free, and it's a good time. You get to come on, interact with me, interact with the guest, interact with other fans. It rules Twitch rules. Don't sleep on it. It's not just for video games, okay? Twitch.tv slash Shane Told. Give me a follow and get ready. Anyway, it's time to rip a track. Here's one. Here's a good one. From Blackout Problems, it's called Rome on Lead Singer Syndrome. Peace and love. See you next week. We first met at the airport. Well, if you think that's a sign, I gotta tell you that you're wrong Cause it went all downhill from there to the here and now Her flight got cancelled 